Hello, Polytopians. Thanks for tuning into the Polytopian Times. I'm your host, Sam, and today we're joined by Hawthorne, a veritable friend and foe with a fondness for players. Thanks for coming on the show. Glad to be here. I've sacrificed enough of my time to this game. Makes sense that I should chime in now that I've gotten full of myself with some victories. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, glad to have you here. A lot of experience we got on board now. Oh, yes, too much. <laughs> uh, never enough, in my opinion. Well, uh, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say that I'm grateful for the recent news posting game about the podcast, and I'm happy to see the people enjoying the show. I also wanted to share another Polytopia podcast newsletter that I think you'll find interesting. You can't have too much Polytopia content, after all. No, you cannot. Uh, no, definitely not. The podcast is the Polytopian Interviewer, which is a podcast featuring interviews with players in the organized competitive scene. It's a good look into some extremely skilled players and their stories. There's a link to the Polytopian Interviewer in this episode's description. You can also catch those episodes on YouTube. Just search for Polytopian Interviewer. And pretty straightforward. The newsletter is the IMO Times. They cover Polytopia news as well as events and happenings on the Discord. You can find them on the Polytopia Discord, as well as on the Polytopia subreddit and Facebook, recent posts. Good to see them there, too. If you're a fan of all things Polytopia, you should go check both of them out. Anyways, back to the show. Today, we'll be talking about Kiku, the leopard-riding masters of the water. Let's take a look at them. The Kiku live in tropical lands, with palm tree jungles and lush green meadows, where you can find their fruit, the banu. Which looks suspiciously like a banana. Quite, <laughs> Yes in abundance, as well as the many fish that swim in Kiku's waters. Their waters are bordered by white sandy beaches, along which you can find coconut palms scattered. Jutting above the jungle are their mountains, hexagonal basalt columns that resemble the giant's causeway in Northern Ireland. These mountains go down to the bedrock of the square, being the deepest mountains that any tribe has. In the jungles, you can find leones roaming, animals similar to leopards. They're very social and playful critters, and they get quite sad when they feel lonely. They're extremely fast, being faster than even the Umaji Shibra. As you travel through the jungles, you'll come upon green buildings through the foliage, homes with banana leaf roofs. Wouldn't those be banu leaf roofs? I mean, technically? <laughs> I think technically you're correct. Some of them have stone walls, and even some of the houses are in trees. In the city, you'll hear waves crashing on the beach and a curious thumping sound as though someone were playing the drums or a similar instrument in the distance, while roars can be heard faintly, very far off, likely from Leland's out in the jungle. Milling about the cities are the Kiku themselves, a hardy people with long black hair parted to one side, wearing red headbands with feathers on them and green clothes. They're based off of island peoples across the world with a tropical bent. I guess for being a Banu Republic, they're like the least emo tribe. Looking at you, Vendor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the Kiku are prodigious sailors. The Inakuli, a Kiku ship, was the first to sail to each of the four corners of the square. When Kiku sailors aren't sailing, they prefer to play sports. Foot races, wrestling, and canoeing are common, but the most popular sport is Hakilani, which is similar to tennis, but played by four players on a specially made floating platform. Hakilani players have to be careful not to fall off while they're playing. When they aren't sailing or competing in sports, the Kiku can be seen practicing the Polona fish ceremony, an elaborate mystical system of movements and rhythms, which encourages fish to come to their waters, which they use for an easy harvest. They can also be seen chasing koyoi birds, whose feathers have many uses, but whose primary characteristic is the delicious taste they have. 
And the feathers they use in a sun-dried milk form is the primary ingredient in the traditional koyoi potion. Who knows what that does? Maybe it's suntan lotion or what glues those feathers onto the little headbands. I mean, maybe some kind of sunscreen. That could be. You know, some sort of uh, oceanic performance drug. Who knows? Yeah, add, add your comments if you think, uh, if you could think of what it is. Yeah. Is Kiku doping up so they can have the best Navy game ever? You heard it here first, folks. So let's talk resources. Kiku has 50% of the default mountain spawn rate, 150% of the fish spawn rate, and increased water spawn rates. 40% of Kiku tiles are replaced with water. Specifically, that can cause discontinuities in land bridges on lakes and water tiles and drylands to appear. And those increased water spawn rates also mean better chances for strong customs house locations for your cities. They start with fishing, making them a turn zero tribe, which means they have a strong economic early game with quick access to their navy. The main drawback for Kiku is that their starting tech makes them less effective on maps with little to no water. They're especially vulnerable on drylands matches and they honestly shouldn't be used there. To maximize the benefit of that turn zero tech start, you want to spend your first turn leveling up your capital and send your explorer off to find more villages to settle. Generally, it's going to be best to send them diagonally toward the center of the map so you can find opponents faster and also reveal more terrain with each move. The diagonal move into the corner of Cloud Bank will reveal all the tiles adjacent to that corner, rather than say, revealing only the three tiles adjacent to you when you move towards a flat line Cloud Bank. Uh, Kiku also has the ability to rush their naval expansion with their ports. Do this and try and claim as much of the map as you can before your opponents get seabound. They also have a strong terrain for customs houses, so you're going to make sure you're rushing those as well, because they're going to be necessary for the late game. Which for Kiku is best played with a fleet of defender ships and battleships, preferably giant battleships, but defenders can make good battleships when needed. Um, I mean, I generally recommend not trying to do that with warriors. Uh, just having a ton of health means that the 20 star investment's just a bit too high to be really worth it. But in a pinch, even then, you, you can squeeze with, by with the occasional warrior battleship, but in general, try and try away with it. When playing Kiku, the other thing to keep in mind is that the water defense bonus you get from Aquatism is going to be the most valuable defense bonus you're going to get. Generally, most of your conflicts are going to take place at sea, and that defense bonus, when added to, say, a battleship attacking a battleship, will turn the tables on the attacker, where the defense of the battleship with the defense bonus becomes more powerful than the opposing battleship's attack. It may go without saying, but just in case, for those of you not in the know, by the way, free whales are a good thing. Uh, mm. If your city, by some luck or careful planning, can expand, definitely account for whales in your TTR, or turns to return, on your investment and border expansion. Um, oh, also, it, you, it could be a, a faster way to get Aquatism, if you account for, oh, hey, I'm getting I'm getting a whale on your way to Aquatism. Also, <laughs> ship ganging. I don't know if you probably have seen this, the whole thing where people can move one ship and then move the other so that they can explore more quickly. Um, however, you can also use ship ganging to do a surprise invade. Uh, I have done things that have led to making players resign without even attacking my units <clears throat> in a game. So <laughs> ship ganging. Most people think of multiple ships as a way to explore faster, but consider that inexperienced players, bots, or even just excellent players who are going a bit closer to the edges than usual may not end up garrisoning a city on the edge of their borders if they don't think anyone else has ships in the water. So if you're able to rush this, take advantage of it. Normally, one ship can't surprise invade a city because you have to move before you can look, but a pair of ships can surprise their way in. 
perfect combo for this. Two battleships and one regular ship, which can be the invader. But even a couple of boats can have this effect. Uh, also, just to, this might be a little bit more general, but with Kiku, if you're able to rush ships again, it applies. If you're in a massive game, you can sometimes intimidate a neighbor to resigning by using this uh, technique, giving you breathing room and a leg up over the competition. Ask me how I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. definitely. Me, I would know. I was there. Yeah, I assume many, 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 uh, many conquests indeed have proven that knowledge out. Many have. And many more. Yeah. <laughs> Protect the Banus. Uh, got to. Red Leons. Kiku is strong on most maps. Their only weak map is drylands, maybe lakes, depending on terrain spawns. As with most turn zero tribes, your best bet is going to be to forward settle them and deny them the opportunity to expand and grow their economy. This is going to be difficult, though, as again, they have the advantage in rushing naval expansion faster than you. So if it's on a map where you're going to need a navy to expand, they're going to have the opportunity to out expand you and definitely probably by a couple of turns. However, uh, you, you know, could beat an opponent. Well, sorry, go ahead. I don't know, by all means. However, if you could beat an opponent with more cities by expanding your economy more quickly, or as the Illyrians simply issue ships in favor of dragons, you can bypass their early naval superiority. And while we're talking about what I somewhat sarcastically call the pay-to-win tribes, Symanti destroys the main advantage of early ships, mobility. There's none of this little uh, double boats surprise invading you when you're if you're able to get hydrology and surround your uh, your coastal cities with their, the algae. Right. That and a ship-focused tribe is necessarily going to be putting a lot of stars in one basket, which brings us to the other pay-to-win tribe. Uh, ice archers can look at a battleship and say, no, you don't get to use that. Two ice archers, one in range and one just out of range or vision, can potentially bait a battleship that gets on thin ice, so to speak. Uh, if this happens even once, it will scare the living daylights out of the KQ player. Rightfully so. I also want to call attention to a case study in fighting against the Kiku that I like to call the Gilded Turtle. I lost ah. a game. This is about a game I lost, uh, I have to admit, um, to a Kiku player who, in keeping with the spawn rates, ended up with far less land than a barter player, me, and got in the water slower as a consequence. What, you might ask, turn the tides? Riches. Like you, like, uh, like Cutler Sam was mentioning earlier, you can, you can actually get customs houses a lot better, and it's, you know, Kiku's set up to position that way. So this one player was able to spam battleships more quickly, despite me getting a, uh, a three-city advantage uh, using Kiku's early ship research not to build ships, but customs houses. Anyway, I lost a three-city advantage of about five turns due to the, just the sheer eco. And it was definitely a slow clap moment once I conquered the urge to cast my phone into the for real chamber pot. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, glad to see you have the self-control for it. Many lessons have I learned in this game. Yeah. yeah I got to tell you. So many cracks in it. <laughs> Some of the uh, the best learning experiences are also the most frustrating. Yes. Love is pain. Love is pain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So seriously, why, why would we choose, explain to me, uh, Sam, other than, you know, obviously the awesomeness of the delicious Banus, why would we choose this tribe? Well, it's pretty simple. They're a strong turn zero tribe. That it just means that you level up your city on the first turn and you get that additional eco. You can generally go with the forge. I mean, the explorer makes sense on cramped maps only. Uh, if you are on anything bigger, don't just get the forge. You need the eco, especially early on. Um, but they're good because they're a turn zero tribe with quick 
the quickest access to naval expansion that any standard tribe has, and they have great terrain for customs houses. I did not know that, actually, until this podcast. Um, and I, like I was mentioning earlier, I had a game where someone chose Kiku in, on a drylands map. Um, hmm. Maybe that was the reason. Uh, yeah, it could be. You know, uh, doing something cheeky, trying to sneak a customs house in on a drylands. So many weirdos out there. Just disgusting. <laughs> yeah. You never know what's up in their minds. Well, uh, if, you, if you're going to choose them, you want to choose them for naval maps. When you want to hit the seas as early as possible and you want to have a strong economy at your back while doing so. That's our episode today. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Polytopian Times. And uh, Hawthorne, it's been a pleasure having you here today. Oh, yeah. My pleasure was mine. My username, by the way, for any of you that, that want to get stomped by Kiku or your other tribe of choice, is Hathorn. H-A-T-H-O-R-N-E. It's like Nathaniel Hawthorne, but without the W. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for a good game, well, uh, he's quite game for it. And, uh, it's uh, again, it's been a pleasure. I'm hoping we'll have you on again and uh, maybe for next week. And next week, we're going to be looking at Lexador. So uh, we'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>